0: You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolfe, and I'm joined here by... Kieran And Alan. All right, lads, how's it going?
1: It's going very well. Just chilling over here. Played some Magic at the weekend. Did some non magic things at the weekend. Played other card games at the weekend. Actually played some poker. Got absolutely fleeced by Alan Harrison and some other uh, some other magic lads. Oh oh yes, underground poker game. It's a bit shady uh, in retrospect. I don't know if it was. Uh, <laughs> I do what was going on. Switched out the decks in the middle of the game. Suspicious.
2: Yeah, because uh, someone noticed one of the cards was marked. That's perfectly fair to do. Um,
1: I think I one of the if, uh, cards was marked. Very interesting.
2: Kind of. I don't know, so it was we We're about three hours in. before anyone noticed so. Um, Maybe <laughs> that's something.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I think everything looked bored. it. It was a good game. It was a good game. Oh, taking geez. down, i got to say, the highlight was uh, was Dave, Dave C. Murphy taking down a close to €150 Euro pot with Ace High, one of uh, the most heroic hands of poker I've ever seen. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. It was actually insane.
2: And, like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember the details of that off the hand, but, uh, like, yeah, that is what, you know, what the poker players call a... A hero call was when he knew he just looked in his opponent's eyes, right in the eyes, did a 6 soul read, and said, "You know what? You have nothing. My nothing is better than your nothing. and I'll call." It was against Jared though, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, and did it come down? Did it come down to showing the hands or?
2: Yeah, oh, it did. Yeah, so, like, so yeah, showed hands, and uh, Ace High was better than uh, the hand that Jerry was representing, or better, better than the uh, hand Jerry had. rather.
1: I think Jared had a had like a Jack or something. Oh, yeah, his his, yeah, love it.
2: his hand was Queen Jack. Yeah, I think it was like going for a straight draw or something. Uh, I can't remember the ins and outs of the hand, but uh, I remember the ins and outs of hand, cheering loudly. It was very good. Loud. It was a
1: good
0: game. All right, well, I have no, basically no knowledge of poker. Um, so moving swiftly on.
1: Uh, it was basically like like uh like uh Dave attacked with his one one into Jerry's five five, and Jerry didn't block or something.
0: Ah, oh, okay. But when Jare was on One Life.
1: Yeah. I don't really know a good analogy for it. I <laughs> of... about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like, I guess more so Jeremy made aggressive Uh Jare attacked his 10-10 Death Shadow, and then Dave didn't block with his 1-1, because um, he's like, well, I don't think you have Team of Battle Rage, and then Jare didn't have Team of Battle Rage, and then Dave cast a Eldrazi Obligator, and then because he took so much damage from the 10-10 Death Shadow, he was able to kill Jared in backswing. We got by taking the shadow, yeah. That's why. I, I I I just done that in the game of Magic just now, so maybe I'm projecting. But um, that's pretty that is, that is equivalent of a hero
1: call. Oh wait, if they had Tamer or battle rage, you'd be dead if you'd blocked or not, right? Um, yes.
2: Hang on. No, I think um, if they did,
1: did I say that I tell the story wrong? Did I did I
2: tell this big story wrong? Um, no, no. If I if I blocked, I if I I don't know, I don't know.
1: Because you're up 22 yeah, yeah. life, otherwise, which seems which seems unlikely. No. yeah. So, if, well,
2: yeah, I didn't block, and they didn't have it. If I did block, they didn't have they didn't have it. Uh, if I blocked, know, I sure.
1: about it. no, sorry, I I, I, could have, I could have blocked and soaked up some damage. I had a I had a three two in play. Ah, nice. A three yeah. two. Oh, matter Shaper. No, Zuri, <laughs> the other one. The blood elf. Oh yeah, that is a three two. An untapped bloodbread elf. Unheard of. Yeah, oh, it was right on port style. They had a big. Therefore and, and, and the
2: death shadow play I'd expect to be quizzed on the last game match I just played for for play, play we can we can do a deep dive in uh the brew i life 5 old modern with um buy up those carplusian forests boys and girls carplusian carplusian uh sounds like you are
0: playing some questionable
2: cards I am playing some questionable cards the question is do you want to break modern and the
1: answer is yes
2: ooh
0: okay well,
1: t- does that does that move us on to our first news item of the week? Are our Watsy about to break modern again?
0: Yes, possibly. Um, it's, it's funny. It's like news item, but it's literally not even. There's nothing to talk about, really. They pop- classic
1: an announcement of an announcement.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the, uh, this is like the distillation of announcement of announcements. So it's it's uh, they've got us on on our tippy toes. Uh, they're just trying to. Trying to catch us out all the time, basically. Like the, any they could just go, "Hey, this is BNR coming soon." Um, this is really annoying. So they they posted a Twitter update, and it says, "In one week from this message on March 9th, there will be a banned and restricted list update. Mark your calendars." As previously announced, we plan to give advance warning of any BNR updates going forward. So this is this is the new normal now. Whenever they want to, uh, whenever they want to make an update to the banned and restricted list they're going to tweet out one week in advance, which doesn't seem like the best way to do it, but I guess it does let them be more flexible. So I
1: guess... Yeah, so I don't like this because like, suppose, like, like when you first think about it, the level zero behind this is, so players don't foolishly buy into cards that are about about to get banned, right? Like that's the idea behind saying, hey, we're going to do a ban in a week. Maybe Maybe hold your horses on buying the best deck in all the formats. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. But... Like a, like, a lot of players just aren't going to be watching the Watsy Twitter account for a tweet or look at Reddit or whatever, whereas they might look at the official homepage or, like, actual real official announcements. So I feel like a lot of more casual players are still going to get stung despite them saying this stuff, because also then you have to know oh, this is what they mean. So like at the moment, right, in modern, we can assume like, okay, there might do something about the Titan deck. So this might be a ban. Well, we can talk about what we think it is, but, you know, there's a couple of different formats where you could go, okay, it's likely they're going to ban this. But that's being really invested as a Magic player and knowing what's going on in every format, which I would say is the minority of Magic players. So I don't think this system is like serving its purpose if that is the idea.
0: Well, it's the minority of Magic players, but it's the majority of, like, competitive players, players who are tuned into the competitive scene. So I think this message is mostly reaching its, like, intended audience. Like, a, a casual player, the way that they would get stung by this is they're not they're not following this, and but they still go to weekly events. And if that's the case, I kind of feel like someone is going to tell them. Do you know what I mean? But what I don't get about this is it doesn't really achieve that goal of stopping people from buying... Buying into the best decks that might get banned because, like, I could have bought it yesterday.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I literally did. I, I put a big order in on Saturday for for a bunch of cards. But, uh, but like in that case, day.
1: though, in that case, though, you'd be in the same situation as if they'd actually made the actual ban list announcement today, right? You still would have bought them yesterday, so you'd still be screwed.
2: Yeah, exactly. But well, I think no. But... If, if it was, I mean, if 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 I knew, you know, in more, you know, ahead of time, the next BNR update's gonna be update is going to be in the 9th of March. If I knew that. A month ago Um if that was one of the dates they could choose i'll say all right i'll wait until the next b update before i can before i buy anything uh, the way it was before i mean that was i think the way it was before was fine uh yeah we had a period of time there where we had to ban a lot of cards in short succession um think that's a problem that's going to be fixed you know in, in a, at a, at a, at a larger scale in terms of r&d uh that we won't have uh, hopefully we won't have we won't need as many bans in future
1: so i think like the old method of you know b an update every two months that that was fine. Well, keep in mind that what you've said, expect the next few sets to be at the same power level that Eldraine was. And we've certainly seen that with Theros as well. The set is pretty busted with like Underworld Breach and stuff like that in it too. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure an article said, uh,
2: starting from the core set, the next core set, it's, they, 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 they'll be able to address that. I mean, they did discuss all the things they'll be able to address. address uh, yeah, Eldraine and um, yeah Theros rebatted by it. I think around now will be when we start to see the taper off in power level where we go back to normal. Mm, it's, I'm, it's not, I'm suspicious.
0: It's not going back to normal. This is the, <laughs> this is the new normal. Yeah,
1: isn't that it's what the they
0: world. said? Yeah, that's what they said. They said that s- standard sets are now going to be about this power level. Throne of Eldrain El is on the higher end of the spectrum of about where the power level is going to be. So like, think about Throne of Eldrain, but a little bit down. Which is, yeah, Ter- which is kind of what Theros is, right? It's like a relatively powerful set. There's a lot of really good cards in it. Like we've seen it have a big impact on Standard. Um, but there's no like super, super busted cards in it in Standard as of yet.
2: Yep, I, I think that's true, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm it still will be going down parallel. I mean, even though, yeah, it's within a range, as a total level drain is at the top of the range, top of the range. Top of the range. Uh, I mean, there will be, you know, yeah, they're be making efforts to not, to, to not, Printed cards is busted as what we saw in of Indra, Corona of Eldraine.
1: I don't, I don't really get that message at all from what the announcement before. I don't like. Sure, obviously, great. I think Oko and stuff was was way too busted, but like, I don't think that was like, uh, I don't think that was just like, like Once Upon a Time. There's no way that they mistook the power level of Once Upon a Time, right? It's very clear how powerful it is. Like all of their designers and development people know exactly how good that card is. For example.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then. Yeah, I like. I guess you can say the same thing again about um the breach uh, because breaches also you know, an absurdly powered, absurdly powered uh, magic card, which they had to have known how powerful that was.
1: Yeah, and like maybe that one they think is okay because it only affects eternal formats quite badly. Maybe they tested it in standard and kind of rightly said, okay, for the moment this isn't that bad in standard isn't that good in standard i should say so we're fine to print it even if it messes up eternal formats we'll just ban it there i think like with pioneer like pioneer obviously they care about a little bit more but they're obviously just like oh we'll just ban anything problematic and i think they're think, I, I literally don't think they care about modern or legacy at all anymore in terms of card car design yeah yeah that's absolutely seems to be case um but yeah so yeah i agree i would prefer it was the way it was before um I guess let's go on to like what cards do we think are actually going to get banned next week? Then what do you think, Al? Uh,
2: yeah, God, So, I mean, I think go, even just to quickly harp back to the point about um, yeah, this is kind of hitting yeah, the competitive. This message is hitting the competitive players, competitive players, not to okay for. I guess on another level, player, competitive players don't know which format to okay for. I mean, I don't know if this is intended to hit pioneer, modern, legacy because you know, all, there's problems all three formats. We could point that. Um, so I think it's. It's hard to tell where the intention of this 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 band announcement is intended to hit Pioneer or this Modern or Legacy like or all three. Um, I think we uh, we discussed Pioneer, I think, before in terms of yeah the the um kind of decks that use the uh, uh Oracle are problematic, Um, but kind of banning Ditcher Time seems to be kind of a fair way to nerf those. Uh, I think that that'd be a really good, good approachment to take. Uh, which you know doesn't mean that necessary band is you know quote unquote a cool new card. Even though it's not really that cool of a card.
0: Um. Well, I maybe like think about
2: which formats
0: it definitely won't be first, I suppose. Um, and also think about what competitive events are coming up. So there's going to be players around, around a player's tours and around a player's tour. No, not around a single player's tour finals coming up, right? And I assume there's also a mythic championship at some point. So the formats that we're probably most focused on in terms of like needing a change because they're going to be on coverage. Are going to be modern, standard, and pioneer. And of those, I think standard seems to be in a fine place. Would you guys agree?
1: Yeah, I really like standard at the moment. Um, and I don't think anything is like overly dominant at all, especially from the latest set.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and we kind of, like you were saying, how last week we saw a new deck emerge you know, out of nowhere, which I think is always kind of good when you see that in the format. When, when the format's still able to spit out really powerful decks that someone just turns up at a tournament with. Um, and then even at like we discussed in detail last week that powerful deck uh this is a theme or a clover deck it itself has weaknesses and isn't necessarily unbeatable uh yeah the format is in a, in a great place
0: okay so we can rule out standard and then i guess we can talk about legacy if you want i know nothing about what's happening in legacy so i can't comment really
1: um and yeah so just to touch on legacy so legacy like you were saying they're going to focus on the tournaments where you know there are premier events coming up the thing is legacy is just never going to have a premier event again probably like there's barely any gps there it's never going to be at a pro tour again i would wager except for like if they do a 30th anniversary thing or something like that to bring it back so i think they still do have to i think they'll throw in legacy bands when they're doing other bands is kind of what my guess would be so my guess would be they will ban Underworld Breach in Legacy this time around. Um, the deck is absolutely insane. It's in every 5 deck dump. It shows up in like one or two copies at 4-1 or 5-0 in all the prelims. Uh, the Legacy Showcase Challenge that happened yesterday on modem was Breach versus Breach in the finals, What I think a third copy in the top eight um, and a couple of others in, in the top 16. Like The deck is just absolutely insane. Uh, so I think they probably will ban that but it won't be the only thing banned next week because I don't think they would do one. I don't think they would announce this just for Legacy because I think it would cause too much panic for people for other formats who are the majority of the player base. So I think anytime they'll do Legacies going forward, it will be thrown in with another format's bans.
0: Okay. Um, just one quick question. Is Yogmats Will legal in Legacy?
1: It is not. It's banned in Legacy.
0: Okay, so that that makes it seem like this will probably be a shoe in for a bat.
1: Yeah, uh, Yogmaw's World it costs one fewer mana, and you can use the cards multiple times per turn from your graveyard. So yeah, yeah, yeah the combo deck, if you don't know it, is uh, is blue red. So it's a Underworld Breach, Lion's Eye Diamond, and Brain Freeze is is an infinite combo that mills your whole deck and then mills your opponent's whole deck.
0: Wonderful. Um, all right, so moving down then from Legacy into Modern do we think a change is going to be needed here before the round of player stores? So this is this is going to affect a, a big range of people, including you, Al, um, because there's an, a, a set of player stores, so it's not just one. It's all three of the regional player stores are going to be held in modern and standard.
2: Yeah, so I suppose, I mean, yeah, straight after the these, yeah, these Titan decks are dominating, Um, I guess if it was kind of what I'm seeing in the modem, like I, I am seeing a lot of Jund, a lot of Death Shadow, a lot of you I'm going to go decks. Um so I mean it's kind of go starting starting when I start when I started testing last week, I felt like yeah, there is a lot of um if you the Titan decks, the Titan decks really are dominating. Um the Titan decks got a huge boost by this uh, new card, which I keep on getting the name, the Dryad. The Dryad Chapman creature, Dryad. Dryad of Elysian Grove, is that it? Yes, that sounds right. Um I was already that that's really just simplified decks in terms of the deck building. Uh now they just uh, yeah, they, they usually play amateur, but they also just like, so some of them don't even need any other red sources apart from, uh, apart from, uh, Valakut itself. Uh, once you have the, the, the dry eye out in play, uh, you can very quickly hit your number for, for Balakut and very quickly hit your number for Field of the Dead. Um, so those, those X are do very well and they're super consistent. Um, we're seeing, uh, I think the main contender in my head, I guess, is Once Upon a Time for a ban because a whole lot of these X have Once Upon a Time in common. Um, so I guess banning Once Upon a Time will, disrupt the consistency of all these decks and i think once upon a time we can discuss in detail before how once upon a time is a mistake of a card in so many different ways uh it would make sense about that but i think i mean they can't guarantee i mean they, my opinion at least is they can't necessarily guarantee that they'll impact the power level of these fighting decks by banning just once upon a time that's if they intend on banning if they, if they intend on reducing the power level of fighting decks uh maybe once upon a time won't be enough
1: Okay, so just to give you guys some stats here. So the Modern Showcase Challenge that happened this weekend, the top card played in the challenge. There were, in the top 32, 64 copies of Once Upon a Time, uh, a which, was, which was in 56% of the decks. The yeah. top 10 cards is as follows. Once Upon a Time, Expedition Map, Dismember, Karn the Great Creator, Matter Reshaper, Reality Smasher, Thought Not Seer, Walking Ballista, Chalice of the Void, Graph Digger's Cage. That's the top ten cards in the entire top thirty-two. Does that remind you of uh, of anything else? <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, don't don't look at me, don't look at me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess I I, I guess. Um... So, is so it just to be clear? There were ten copies of Eldrazi Tron in the top thirty-two. Okay, and um, that was the latest uh, challenge, was it? Yeah, just happened this weekend, yeah. and it was the bigger stakes okay. one that you needed uh, QPs to enter. So it was all the serious players. Okay, yeah, that, that is interesting then, because I guess that, that always kind of sees the format has adapted at
2: least um over the last over the last week or so um to cuz I, I guess when i when i started testing the Tron, it was one of, the, one of the decks but it wasn't as dominant it wasn't as dominant, dominant as uh, as you're saying that there so it seems like the, f- the format has shifted yet yeah, to favor the uh for this tournament
1: yeah no um, it didn't top 8 i should point out but uh and there are two titan decks in the top 8 what well, sorry one l in the top 8 i'm incorrect but yeah three titan decks um two snowblade decks uh one blue moon and two crab vine it looks like okay that's uh, that's a nice that's a nice format that's a nice uh open format literally all the cards of the top 10 come from the same deck well
2: that's top 10 played right you said the top from top 32 oh top 32 okay that's yeah, the
1: top sure. 10 played in the top 32 overall okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all that those is, Tron cards
2: <laughs> that is that is pretty bad okay um
1: except yeah, for so obviously then, once upon a time gets a bump because it gets played in other decks and stuff
2: yeah, but I think we're seeing a tron play one forest to cast uh, once upon a time.
1: Yeah, so I think that's that card is clearly going to go. It's gone in multiple other formats. It's just clearly a mistake. Uh, they need to get rid of it. Uh, like It only enables, especially in modern, just degeneracy. Like It's it's a combo enabler, basically. Um, yeah. Whether your combo is getting an Aldrazi Temple or a Tron piece or a Devoted Druid combo piece or an Infect creature, whatever. It's basically just to reduce your deck size to to get a combo piece. I think other cards they could get rid of. uh, I think Veil of Summer is a pretty clear one. I'm not sure if, like, on power level this needs to go, but I think it just crushes the traditional control decks that people like to play in modern, like, too much to keep around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, Veil of Summer is also an absurd card, and it's
2: what I was revisiting modern just to start testing. I was shocked to see that it was still legal. I assumed uh, it went with all those other bands. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, Veil of Summer really does, yeah, really does kind of, it's just very, uh, very, very powerful against a whole set of archetypes that usually can keep the format in check. Uh, but now uh, we're
1: obviously seeing it's really getting controlled. Yeah, like you were saying, you tested uh, Neoform a little bit in Modern Al And I believe I, I asked the question because I was wondering if people were doing this. You were playing uh, Veil of Summer in your main deck.
2: Oh, and I was. Oh, yes. You uh, XL, turn one, XL, two, City Spirit Guides, and cast a
1: uh manamorphos to get that speed value. Oh love it. Yeah. yeah, so that card again, just it a clear mistake, needs to go. Uh apart from that, I don't know. Do you think the Titan decks would be too strong if you just those are the bands and they get to keep Druid and Field of the Dead? Do you think do you think the format's fine or or do you need to hit the Titan decks more than uh those two green cards?
2: Yeah, so I think it's I mean I think the format will change a lot once if if we do hit once upon a time. Um. I, I, yeah. I. I can. I can still see yeah, the Titan decks being on top. Yeah, if that's the case. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, it was once upon a time. But I mean, it's the fact that they've yeah they they they've gained uh, the Dryad in this set. Um. And the art is yeah. They're they're just they're just more powerful. They're faster than they were before. Um. I think yeah. If they did they did just ban one card. I think yeah. Titan will still be the top deck.
1: Yeah, because I think basically the way it works is like before the Titan decks were either killing you with Valico triggers or making a bunch of zombies at like. A lot of decks could deal with one of those two game plans, but now they're doing both at the same time, and it's really hard for any deck to be able to deal with both things happening at once. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's a really good point. Yeah,
2: when, And especially when <laughs> we see both the Field of, ru- field of Ruin and, and the uh, Battlecook come into play, you, know, you might have a bunch of answers in your hand, but you're like, well, none of these none of these ans- even the answers will line up. I won't be fast, fast enough to answer one or the other at the same time.
1: Yeah, like the control decks, whatever. Yeah, I can counter your prime times or whatever, but eventually I'm just going to die to the zombie army because they're just going to make land drops every turn and I'm going to kill your planeswalkers with, with Valakut triggers. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: So we don't think there's any chance of them just banning the Prime Titan itself?
1: Mm, that's interesting. I don't think I yeah. would like to see that happen. Like for, for the longest time before this, Primetime was always fine, like it was always a decent option, but never the best thing you could be doing. Even when you know, you know, apart from like the summer Bloom decks or whatever. But even when Amulet Titan was like considered a scary deck, after that, it was never clearly the best deck in the format. So I think that you can you can ban the more degenerate cards and leave Primeval Titan in the format, and it's okay.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, that's
2: that's actually the kind of the phase Primetime has occupied know, before, and um, maybe. This maybe, maybe just a different printing of this triad alone is uh, enough to, to make that
1: a longer really that's true but if that does turn out to be the case i'd prefer to see them just ban that than ban prime time like it's like it's like a pillar of the format quote unquote you know even if we have problems with with exactly what that means or whatever but like primeval titan is like a great card for people to get into the format with like it's very Apart from the amulet title list, it's quite simple to play, and it feels big and powerful. It's like a nice timmy deck that a certain type of player enjoys playing. And it's always like at least half decent. So I just don't I think if you ban the the really bad cards, it should still be able to occupy that space and be like an enjoyable part of modern for a lot of people. I don't see it like Mox opal, where it was always a ticking time bomb with Mox opal, right? Like the card was eventually just gonna get too broken and you have to ban it. I don't think that's the case with primetime because you can you can probably just safely ban you know whatever it is the field of the dead or the or the dryad or whatever and and leave people's decks intact and it's and I think it's okay.
2: Yeah, true. And I think maybe you
1: could use that same discussion to
2: uh, ban the Amulet product and the Titan because I guess like there will always be a kind of a yeah kind of service like, box to to the like a lot of cards we've seen banned in the past like Mox in that uh, primetime something that really limits the design space of kind of future cards with, uh, with, 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 ETP abilities. Um, if we're, it's, you know, usually a you have a card has strong ETP ability, you've the card coming tops, that's a good way of nerfing the card uh, or kind of powering down a powerful card. Uh, if we use something like, like a, if we something like the uh, uh, amulet which just totally negates that downside while also playing really well into the main game plan of what what Titan decks are doing in the first place. Um, I guess we'll always see, you know, the Titan decks be be a deck that's able to leverage any kind of new powerful land card that's printed. Uh, so maybe maybe just banning Amulet is just a a cleaner way to keep you know the Titan decks. Um, you know occupying that space you mentioned are going to be the big TV go over the top deck that people do like to play. People you know, people still enjoy playing, and, and it's always going to be a good option a good option in the format. Uh, maybe just yeah, maybe just banning the uh, Amulet is a way to kind of bring it back to that space while leaving all the other cards intact.
1: I I could see that. Although at the same time, it's like I feel like Amulet has such wild deck-building costs on your deck if you decide to play it that there's always going to be ways to attack it if it's the best deck but not absolutely broken. Like, the fact that you play Bounce Lands just opens you up to, like, land destruction so heavily, like, you get destroyed by Blood Moon, you know, all this stuff, so... I feel like there's enough stuff in Modern to keep Amulet in check. Like if it if it's ever clearly the best deck and not just in a way like it currently is where something clearly needs to go, then I feel like people can just play Blood Moons or whatever. I think one of the major problems actually at the moment with trying to play Blood Moon as a counter is that everyone's playing Arkham's Astrolabe decks and Snow Basic Lands and Prismatic Vistas, which means that you can't Blood Moon anything, so it's like a bad strategy. So maybe that needs to go alongside one of these cards. Yeah, it's, it's
2: funny you that because I have seen uh, some of these astrolobe decks play Blood Moon um, because it doesn't affect them. Uh, yeah, like that's just ridiculous.
1: disgusting. That's horrible. Like
2: <laughs> you're you're a five color Blood Moon deck.
1: Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I could definitely see yeah, AstroName is definitely problematic art. Um so it's I guess the format is a bit different, if, if, if I mean it's also that AstroName will be done once you make bands and change this format and the format adapts and changes uh Able, I feel like it's a card that has to go at some point because it doesn't enable so much
1: stupid shit. Yeah, I don't I don't think Astrolabe will go this time because I think if they were going to ban it, they would have banned it alongside Mox Opal, um, because that was kind of the problem deck at that point. Whereas now no one's complaining about AstroLabe decks, everyone's complaining about Valakut and, and Field of the Dead. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So official prediction is
1: I don't really have any other candidates of stuff that could get banned in Modern. I don't know. Do you guys?
0: Um, well, no, what What was your... what I was really it? don't
1: actually. Um, like, well,
2: no. last night I lost his Spike Feeder and Heliod. That was very frustrating. I didn't realise it's, it's... Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, I knew it was an infinite light combo, but um, it's so easy to get. It's just there's You don't need anything else. There's just two, two creatures in play. One of them is indestructible. One, yeah, it's pretty to good. Play, tap out, that's it. Uh, a lot of decks can't deal with infinite light. Like, uh, I, I I haven't seen the list do well,
1: kind of, outside of playing against me. Um, yeah, that, there has to be something there, Jesus. I mean, they're just kind of these easily disruptible creature combo decks with Druid and stuff like that. Like uh, again, I think you ban Once Upon a Time, you uh, you do a lot of damage to to those decks. Yeah, definitely instead yeah. of the void. Yeah. Also, just like so many decks in Modern at the moment can just beat Infinite Life no problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, with no. if you're if you're playing like. Uh, like amulet or whatever, you could probably just like deck your opponent, like just make a billion zombies and kill all their guys with Valakut triggers and just wait for them to deck out.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, well, well, <laughs> when I was playing Red Green Jazzy and they're doing this. they, 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 they were, as their life is going up, I was just sitting and thinking, like, Is there any possible way I can win? Even though I was in control of the game at this point, but like, let's say if you're doing, let's say for Valakut and you are doing that, uh, like, once, like, if they, if you have fewer cards in your library left, then you won't get them out, right? uh yes that's how it works but then i mean yeah so it's <laughs> if you if you've drawn any cards um especially if you're if you're playing radical you're going you know, for truly of plans and stuff uh even if you do take over the game still can't be different Life.
1: yeah true i think you might still have ways to do it i don't know like i don't know the exact lists, but i feel like i feel like a lot of decks uh, have ways to do it you know yeah yeah
0: you can probably get like an if Ip- you if rivulet or something and get it back or somehow i don't know
1: oh al speaking of which did your uh, modern deck? Uh, get up on the five o, goldfish dump.
2: Oh, thanks for bringing it up, Gary. Because I went five I went five o so handily. Oh, for uh, it was I went five o on I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, a list went up on Friday that didn't have it. Hold on, but um, there was another list you'd go up on Tuesday, which you may have it. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're if you're planning on buying those Carpe Lucian uh kids at home, uh, buy them before Tuesday. Nice, uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> because. Yeah, hopefully we we see that. And I guess I mean, yeah, the deck, the deck felt great. Jesus Christ, it was. It does seem like every matchup, every so many matchups that you play against now just have this wind up with one big creature in play and lots of death shadow, lots of jund, lots of uh, uh, I don't think again, lots of Titan decks, lots of Uro as well. Uro's Uro's a good one to seal. Uh, there's a lot of times you just uh, cheese out a, a win with uh, a the obligator.
1: Wait, you aren't serpent taxed on Moto, are you? I am. Yeah. Wait, how do you have like seven? In a block constructed daily finishes from 2012. Whoa, no, there must be another. Tax. I'm I'm Serpent tax 11. Oh, you're Serpent tax 11. There you go. All right, well, you took up the mantle then.
2: What there is another. Oh my god, I gotta I gotta find this person.
1: This person the old, you're, you're the 11th one, right? So,
2: I mean, 11's just the number I was supposed to put after my name if it's taken. Uh, that's hilarious. You're like, you're like wait, it was Alan playing in the strad block constructed back in 2012. It was, da- it was, a, hazy, it was a hazy period of my life. uh if three ones had some this person was, was dominating that format.
1: They loved uh, Innistrad Block Constructed, I guess, and never played any other format again. That's <laughs> the only format they ever played. God, it's actually, this
2: is so strange. It's, it's so, It sounds ridiculous, but it's so weird seeing, quote-unquote, my name beside a whole lot of cards, which I don't know what they
1: do. To be fair, you don't really know what any card do. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little smack talk before the PTQ this weekend.
2: <laughs> oh, boom. PTQ, which I'm not playing at.
1: Oh, yeah, never mind. There you go. Wolf, I need we'll to smack, smack talk smack you, smack you instead. Rock. Oh, yeah, smack each other off. Wait, what? I <laughs> think Wolf might be AFK. Oh, no. We've talked for five minutes. We've just been talking absolutely shite. <laughs> it seems like uh, Wolf's mic isn't working, so we may have to break briefly for technical issues. Roll the yeah. InkedGaming.com ad. The InkedGaming.com
2: is a place where you can get uh, playmats made by you, the listener, on InkedGaming.com. Going they ab, they absolutely
1: do not have stitched edging. Is that
2: right? Oh, I think they absolutely do not not have stitched edging. Which means they do stitch gaming slash int, forward slash schoolcraft? Uh, maybe we'll pull edit in the actual the actual uh, message here. Um, and he comes back online. We got a ninety percent off. Uh, exactly ninety percent off. No, that's not true. You don't. Oh yeah, no, that's not good. Okay. off, jobs to the 90%. Hello.
1: Hello.
0: All right, well, that was a wonderful ad that you did there, and uh, thank you for remembering to do that. (laughs) Uh, We have neglected to, so you went off on a a tangent there about all sorts of things. Tangent?
1: Yeah. That was the most professional the podcast has ever been, with you muted out of the picture.
2: (laughs) We stuck strictly to the schedule, to the agenda. Uh, We even did AOB.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, we we have left one thing unresolved. So we talked a lot about the the possibility of modern bans. Now we need to consider the format that is probably most likely to have changes, which is Pioneer. And there's a number of things that we can think about there. There's Inverter, uh, there's Breach, and then there's kind of the question of what cards can potentially be banned from those decks? Because it does seem like those are the things that are going to be banned or have have bans affecting the decks. And what do we think Wizards' uh, plan or outlook is going to be or their philosophy when it comes to uh, making bans to change those decks? And just before we kind of speculate on it, I'd like to say that if something from Inverter gets banned, I'll be very, very sad because it seems to me, honestly, that it's the least problematic deck that people have ever cried for a ban for.
1: I kind of disagree after playing mono red like all weekend against it at the magic fest and just every match feeling like i could do absolutely nothing absolutely nothing even when i got like a turn two on down i would still just die on turn four or five and have no way to make any of my game actions relevant i feel like it does invalidate like quite a few strategies that they probably want to be part of the format
0: yeah that's fair
1: i think they'll ban probably passes oracle um, or maybe Jace, like one of the two, I feel like kind of does the job for both decks, right?
0: Um, I think that they are like highly unlikely to ban either of
1: those cards. I would like to see them ban Dig Through Time.
0: I think that's what they will ban.
1: I don't think that even hurts Breach that much though, to lose Dig. Like I've played a lot of games with Dig and there were a lot of times where I was like, oh, I don't even need to cast Dig Through Time this turn, I'll do it later. And then I just don't and I win the game.
0: Yeah, so like, the discussion basically centered, centers around whether we think that they want to bring these decks in line or get rid of them entirely from the format. So Dig Through Time, I think, certainly powers down Inverter quite a lot. Uh, might not do anything to Breach. However, they might just ban Breach. They might just be like, no, this deck is silly. We, need it. we want it to die completely. If they want to do the same to Inverter, then obviously they ban the inverter, because the deck can't exist without it. Um, and then the long shot bans, to me, are what you said, which are, like, Jace or or uh, Tass' Oracle. I think Jace is the least likely one to get banned. Tass' Oracle is a rare from the newest set, so I think it's less likely to get banned, and it's also, like, they, clear, they must have known what they were doing when they printed that card, so I'm assuming that they're happy enough for it to be used in combo decks, but...
1: Well, the thing is that, like, a lot of the oracle decks now like the one cfp played at the pro tour like don't even play Thassa's oracle they just play jason the sideboard and wish for it yeah so like yeah that's true i I think um yeah i don't know i'm fine with like breach existing i think like having that big sphere as like a two mana colorless sideboard option against lotus field combo is actually like reasonable enough to let the deck exist in the format but i would just like to see see it be powered down
0: yes uh like breach is a, is a very kind of traditional combo deck in the sense that there is that traditional combo or traditional sideboard card that you can just board in that drastically increases your your matchup win percentage against them so like we we saw in that players tour uh the american one that was that you know had breach everywhere that um the players can win past it like we saw huey win past it like a number of times they can wish for other things. They can wish for like I don't know, what, what were they wishing for? Like artifact destruction and, and what have you. Um to kill the damping spheres. Uh so they can they can get around it, but uh that creates like a longer, more interesting game then. So that play pattern is probably fine. Uh there isn't really a good sideboard against Inverter, so I can I guess it just puts a lot of pressure on the format, so they probably want to get rid of it. Um Yeah. I hmm.
1: It's a real feel bad like when you play against Inverter and they just drop the Inverter and you look at your hand and you're like, oh, I have like six interactive cards that literally do nothing and I'm just going to lose the game next turn and I don't have Lethal against the 6-6 six six
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think my guess is they're going to ban... Well, I guess banning Inverter maybe allows Dig to continue to exist in the format, or do you think that just Dig just can't continue past this and it's, it's obviously been... It's been part of multiple decks that have been needed that have needed to be banned out of the format at this point. So maybe they should just ban it, or would it be good if it's allowed to continue?
1: I kind of think it would be okay to continue at this point, which is a reversal from where I was previously at. Uh, and the thing that makes me think it's okay is like if you think of like Joel Larson's players' tour winning deck, the the Soul Tide Delirium deck. He didn't play any copies of Dig Through Time in that deck. And to me, that would be a natural home where, when deck building, I would immediately start with, like, one to two dig through time. And he decided that, actually, I don't I don't even want any copies of it in my in my deck. So, like, if that's what he thinks and he wins a, a PT with it, like, maybe it's okay for dig to exist in decks here and there. Maybe it's not as good as I thought.
0: Yeah, but the, the more things that get printed into the format, the more abusable dig is over time. Like, all cantrips... Make it better. Any kind of uh, like like things that you sacrifice from play for very little mana or whatever, make it better. Like I think everybody knows that it's uh, there. There's a there's a timer on it, so maybe just hitting it now allows Inverter to still be a deck. I, although I think Inverter still would be a deck. I think Inverter can replace Dig with some other spell, whether it's Treasure Cruise or some other just Dig spell um like the delve is actually really important for the deck so maybe it just is treasure cruise but treasure cruise would not be nearly as good in the slot so maybe that just brings inverter into a place where it's okay to exist
1: i think i would kind of like to see that format because like one big thing about dig is the instant speed aspect of it with inverter you know, where you can do it on your opponent's end step and then you just set your graveyard up perfectly like the next turn. Whereas at least with Treasure Cruise, you're kind of uh, signaling, you know, what you're going to do to your opponent like on at sorcery speed. Although it is a matter cheaper. And as you said, maybe people just play like Murderous Cut or whatever.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm really torn basically on what I think they're going to do. I think they're either going to ban Dig or Inverter. And then I think Underworld Breach also has a chance of getting banned. Hmm. It would look kind of bad if they banned Underworld Breach in, in three formats. Like They could ban it in Modern as well.
1: Yeah, Is it doing anything in Modern?
0: Well, isn't there that? Isn't it some busted deck that um, Pascal Maynard was showing off?
1: Oh yeah, I saw people talking about that, and there's like a Spikes thread about it, but I don't think it's picked up that much momentum yet. Maybe it is just broken, I don't know, but I haven't really looked into it.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen it in the leagues uh, so far, but I mean, uh, I've, I have looked longingly at the decklist.
1: Mm. Uh, it does look very good, but um,
2: maybe, maybe, maybe it'll take some time before that comes into the, the front of the format. I'd say give it a week and then play it <laughs> in case i <I'm> not <laughs> yeah, see Yeah, what, see what's banned uh, on Monday. Um, yeah, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's also, I, I mean, I, ho- I hope that they share data, like matchup data, uh, as they have done in the past for this, because I would really like to know what um, Inverter's results are like. So like in the Pioneer Challenge. It was, let me have a look, Pioneer Challenge top 32. It was, (laughs) let me have a look here. I think there were 11 in the top 32, which is quite a lot. It's like over a third, basically. Uh, Yeah, and in terms of top cards, we're looking at number one, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Mystical Dispute, Chase, Inverter, Opt, Dig Through Time, Thassa's Oracle, Damping Sphere, Walking Ballista. So... Nine out of the ten ten cards are inverter cards. Yeah, that's
1: pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's been known to be clearly the best deck for, for a while, and like people are wavering over whether Breach is like the second best deck or in the same tier or not. Like definitely something from inverter needs to go.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Makes me sad. Just I mean, I
1: still I still think like a, a deck like that is gonna be good. It just won't have like a win button, and I think that's okay.
0: Sure, sure but I got my inverter signed by Canister. Oh, shit.
1: Well, they'll, they'll go from value to come historic items
0: in Magic's history. From him coming second at a PT? Oh, yeah.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at least someone else can't do it with them. so then that'll take the value down. Sure, sure, yeah.
1: Also, you should know not to pick up a deck that a Canister just did well with at a PT. It never goes well for that deck. Yeah, yeah, that's true, unfortunately.
0: All right, so, yeah, I can't really settle on a, on a... A definitive prediction i think they'll either ban inverter and breach or they'll just ban dig through time
2: and see what happens yeah i agree with that i think i my have people thinking oh they won't they won't ban a, a card for new set but i feel like the days of that being a, a point are, are gone now
1: especially in a format where pioneer like i don't think it looks so bad in pioneer to to ban a new card in standard it looks terrible they've had to eat crow over that one a few times already
0: yeah like yeah we've we've essentially crossed that bridge and there's no going back so i don't think they'll care about that too much but uh yeah i'm very interested to to read the uh the reasoning and and the discussion about it this time i hope it's like a good um a good discussion about it um okay so
1: wait wait, wait. we gotta al and i gotta give our official prediction
0: oh okay go
1: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they ban inverter and def oh, do it, Yeah, I'm gonna say inverter. Uh yeah, I'm just gonna say inverter and breach, to be honest. Both wine No, in uh I mean, in a strat block constructor.
2: <laughs> so you can't keep winning with it. Well, I mean, well, I, I did pretty well on my uh two guys plane. Uh, that's something that needs to be banned. No, that's I think it. um I think yeah, I think I mean yeah, I think inverters can they I think it's justified inverted by saying, oh, you know, we designed Tassas, uh, Tassus Oracle, because it's probably a, a cool combo deck. Uh, we just kind of forgot that we invented, we, we printed this four mana six six flyer that goes into combo. And I think, yeah, it cleans combo off. It cleans it, it switches it off cleanly. Uh, it kills the deck cleanly. Um, Tassas Oracle is sort of a golden card to build with, I suppose, if you do that. Um, and yeah, breach is easily just the mistake of a card. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with breach and inverted too. Okay, well, I'm going to be
0: contrarian then and come down on the side of just take through time. Love it. How about unbans?
2: Unbans in any format? I don't anticipate any unbans. Okay.
1: Unban Oko in every format. (laughs) 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 It turns out
2: Oko is keeping all these unfun decks down. Oko's just a fun guy. Well, he's a fade, not a fun guy.
1: Yeah, no, I don't don't think they'll... Maybe at Legacy, maybe they'll just unban one of the weird random cards that's banned in Legacy for no reason.
2: Here we'll see a change to the uh restricted list. Um, I, I, I don't even know how. I don't even know how. Um, let me look, let list. me look at the legacy list. Let's see some weird card that can yeah. unbound it. I think is random Six still a problem in that format? That was uh, no, nope. because it, it's nope. banned. All <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, uh, i was on top of legacy. In fairness, I won't actually search for my name on MTG Goldfish. Yeah, my only tournament results so far before this 5 0, which uh, make them was uh be going 4-3 with a Monterey and Exit in a, in a challenge. Nice.
1: I'm going to say they unbanned Survival of the Fittest and Legacy. Boom. Oh, that's, that, that was Good. very powerful. It is. But that's my guess. Or a Mind Twist. Who the fuck is playing Mind Twist? No one, because it's banned. It's fucking shite. Well, Basic Mountain. I'm looking at
2: my oldest. Serpent Underscore Tax 11. That's me. Legacy. 22nd of April, 2018. 19 Basic Mountain. Oh boy. I'm looking this up for a second. Wait, it's on MTG Goldfish. Look at my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, underscore tax. circum underscore tax. Oh, uh,
1: that's shit. my username. Uh, my password is uh, all the ladies. Gotcha. Here we go. I got it. I thought I'm in the ma- I'm in the matrix. Oh shit! Four legacy challenges. No, it's oh, think... all the same event four <laughs> times for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I thought first, I was like, "Oh, I
2: was reading the legacy. Look at all these are little um em." No, this is when I was testing for uh, uh MGG Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Birmingham. paper bird right there. I did not have a good experience, but uh, I did well on in this legacy challenge. So four three, that's above average. Decent top thirty two probably there, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it just took uh, seven days seven hours to play magic for a couple of chests. All right, on we go. Do we have anything else?
0: No, that's everything. Right. Podcast is over. Goodbye. No. Uh,
1: goodbye.
0: No, we have uh, the episode. we do have real things. Uh well, there, nothing is as real as, as what we just talked about. Uh command zone power level ranking system no that's not real news Uh, I guess it's real news for the people who go to the command zone who... listen
1: Al and I have been playing a lot hey. of commander the last few weeks I'll have you know so we're kind of interested in this yeah and I, I to be fair I've been obsessed with um, with commander for the last few
2: days I was up all night struggling with my demons uh, not my inner demons that take a whole other episode hey. I'm going through all the demons of my collection uh, to build a
1: demon commander deck love it yeah, yeah I uh... I played some Commander against Al. I played some against friend of the show, Eamon Sharpson. Friend of the show, Simon Murphy. Just been uh, just been blasting EDH the entire week. Love it.
0: Yeah, you played against me as well.
1: I was actually persuaded. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really a match though. <laughs> it wasn't really competitive.
0: I brought my two Commander decks.
1: I don't I don't actually remember it, to be honest. What?
2: It uh, there, was eight eight against the four. You know that's the. Uh... I that was yeah,
1: that was really fun. Fun. I'm only counting, you know, decks in the sphere of my uh, Commander 1-10 to 10 rating, power ranking.
0: Listen, I played my... What's that, what's that guy called? The Orc Pirate Wizard with Panharmonic on, on the battlefield. Inala. and Anala, yeah. So I got... How many times did we divide our life totals by a third? Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. What is that guy called?
0: Uh
1: from, like, Ixalan, divide... Each player loses half their life total, round it up. Al, quiz for you. Oh, shit. Um, It's a raid or something, is it?
0: No, no, it's just an enters the battlefield ability.
1: Oh, that's what raid That's what raid is. Most of the time it is. It's uh, it's the pirate wizard. Pirate orc wizard, right? Oh, yeah. I I don't know what it's called. Wolf managed to courageously kill himself with it. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love
0: it. Anyway, if you're going to the command zone now you can rate your decks power level and uh, play against people with similar power levels. So it genuinely is a good idea. I think that's actually a, a, a cool thing to do. Like I remember when we were in Brussels and uh, we were talking to some of the players who, um, who had been jamming a lot of commander games. Um, uh, uh, Kieran is your work, your workmate, Simon and his wife, fiance. I don't remember.
1: Uh, Uh, Clemmy, shout outs to her as well, friend of
0: the show uh, Very good friends of the show And yeah, so they were Talking about some some system That there was where you you had like a token And if you wanted to play like a competitive Game, you would like bet your token Or something like that, I don't remember exactly Definitely not bet, bet is not the word that is Used at Magic Games, but you would like Put your token on the table to show
1: Yeah, it was basically you could play token Games or non-token games So the tokens were like an entry fee And you got a certain amount of tokens with your command zone pass and the winner of the token games got prize wall tickets, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so that will continue. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. And basically you told, you told them as you were going into the area, like what, if you were looking for a, a casual game or a, A competitive game with tokens or sometimes you know they just realized oh we have a lot of tokens left at the end of the day i think so they decided to just play the rest of their games with tokens or whatever you know
0: okay so yeah a lot of customization going into uh the command zone a lot of thought as well i think that's definitely an area that cfb are doing well on they're innovating
1: yeah i gotta say after talking to clemmy and simon about it uh, they were really, really happy with the week, their weekend. It was their first Magic Fest, and they basically exclusively played in the Command Zone all weekend. Apart from you know getting going to artist signings, and I think maybe they did a couple side events each or something like that. But they pretty much were in, just playing Commander all day, and they both had a great time and are planning to go to uh, one or two more Magic Fests this year. So definitely a success story for the Command Zone.
0: Sweet. Uh, okay.
2: So, Al and
1: I are going to be in there next time. By the way, I
2: oh, forgot. Oh yeah, I got him. Um, yeah, I got him. Razaketh the but it's ready to go.
1: I'm just saying, you got a you got a foil promo Sol Ring in there. That's worth like fifty quid if you got it. Went to the command zone.
0: That is true, but does the ticket does the ticket not cost like a million euro or something? Cost like a... yeah,
1: Then you then you just destroy everyone and take their tokens. You head over to the prize wall. Yeah. Easy money.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But now with this system, you won't be able to get matched up against people with one and two decks. You're you're going to be. <laughs> Fighting against all the people with the with the real good decks. Although I guess you can just lie and just go, oh, I happened to get my absolute nut draw.
1: If, it is, <laughs> if you have to, if you have to say it to a judge, I would not recommend lying.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: That may be against the MTO.
0: It's also against the spirit of the command zone, I think.
1: Oh, me and Al's command zone, Wolf. Oh no, God! No.
2: Ours is all about points and shouting at each other. And well oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe
0: we should change the name of this podcast to the Command Zone.
1: Like that's taken, but uh, I'll happily steal it from the incredibly uh, popular Commander podcast that already has it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Wait, is it really? uh, Is that really the name of a podcast? It's obviously a good name for a podcast.
1: Yeah, it's that Asian lad Jimmy uh, and someone else. They always have like they're always at the top page of Reddit.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, My my eyes just glaze over when I see those things.
1: They're pretty wow. good. They they cause so, uh they they literally single handedly cause spikes in in MTG finance by saying cards are good during their commander YouTube videos, and then they th- that card goes up like twenty times the price. Really? Yeah, it's insane. Oh my god! Like weird old cards that people don't remember, and they're like, "This is actually pretty good in a mono green deck," and then it'll just get like bought out the next day after the video goes up.
2: Wow. Well,
0: that's a uh, great power comes great responsibility.
1: Yeah. See, we've always been very responsible and made sure that doesn't happen with this podcast because of our immense, you know, audience. We've been very careful not to to let people do that. Be hey, careful with our advice. Exactly. I'm, yeah,
2: I, I'm holding in my hand a uh, renegade demon, which I think is going to go pretty well in this cat deck. You know renegade demon I'll,
1: I'll just sit and get rid of 200 renegade demons at his desk. Please, <laughs> please let this happen. I brought this demon from home. <laughs>
0: I have literally, I have no concept of what Renegade Demon does. Read it to me.
2: Uh, it is uh, 3 black black for a 5-3 creature demon. Uh the favorite text is confronted at your own peril for confront you for its own amusement. But it's just a 5-3 vanilla? Uh, yes. Uh, I have okay. placeholders in my deck before I finish it. Um, because I mean, combos. I mean, It still works with uh, Liliana's uh, contract, so it's in here.
0: It doesn't even have flying?
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's a... What? It's a big demon on the ground.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: Three mana five three.
0: I suppose. What set is it from?
2: Uh, I got it from my uh, Obdix- Obdixis, uh jewel deck. Uh, I don't know where it originally was printed. It's from uh, the, <laughs> the,
1: the beloved set, Avison Restored. <laughs>
2: yeah, because um, it looks like it's a whole load of boys uh, which point and sticks this demon. And uh, he's happy. It looks like you're hunting them down. Have so you, you ever cornered
1: a wounded vampire? That's a walk in the cathedral garden in comparison, says Tristan <laughs> Cathar Marshall. Awful flavor text. As, Holy. As is Holy macaroni.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Have you ever quartered a wounded vampire? That's a walk in the cathedral garden in comparison. It <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it said, oh, you guys have got some flavor text for
2: all these cards. Oh, we, we need to add about uh, 20 more characters to the bucket text.
1: Uh, throw some more words in there. The Cathedral Garden, which is the garden outside the cathedral. <laughs> oh, yo, what, what card is that from?
2: Renegade Demon, the original printing. Oh, wow. God, that's that different. They, they must have um, yeah, they changed the favourite text because the one I've the my hand is, is much better.
1: you did it out dramatically.
2: Confront it at your own peril, or it will confront you for its own amusement. The Cathedral Garden. <laughs> Werewolves hate Cathedral Garden. <laughs> lads please stop i can't take anymore <laughs> no let's keep going what other cards do i have in my hand oh no,
0: okay we have historic anthology too uh so there's there was a secret airdrop drop for international women's day i think that actually hasn't even happened yet um but then there was a leak of another secret airdrop, drop which was linked to international women's day but not for it uh so they just announced it anyway because it was leaked and it was uh talia so it was a secret lair with just four copies of Talia. Guardian of Traban, the, the original Talia, two mana. Um, so that's interesting by itself in the sense that they're doing a secret lair, which is just four copies of a constructed, um, not constructed playable, like a constructed staple. Um, so it's, it's obviously a card that's heavily played in like Legacy and sees some play in Modern as well. Uh, not as much these days, I guess, but it could again. Um, and it, it also has like nice fancy art, all different arts as well. Uh, I guess they did do it before with serum visions, but I, I feel like that's a little bit different. Uh, and the Thalia one is more, more of a significant thing that indicates that they could do things like this in the future. Um, so that's that. I don't think there's much necessarily to talk about with that other than to just note that it's interesting that they've done this four of thing. Uh, yeah, no,
1: just in terms of price, it's like you know, four serum visions is very cheap, and even four foils would be very cheap or four promos. Whereas like Thalia, you're gonna pay like a fiver or more for a normal one, and I think foils are like 20 quid each, something like that, or more. So uh this thus far, like the secret layer foils have like trended more to the foil set foil prices than the normal printing prices. So it seems like it could be good value in the uh, you know in in terms of just bang for your book in, in that sense just to just to say that
0: yeah and of course where they really get you is if you like one of the arts more than the others
2: oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> oh well you better not like one of
2: the arts more than the other then you're gonna get screwed
0: yeah well I mean I guess you could also just then sell on the other play sets that you have that you don't like but um it's, i i the four different arts thing just anno- kind of annoys me actually I wish they wouldn't do that but anyway, I'm sure we'll see them experiment more with this in the future but uh alongside that they announced this historic anthology 2 so historic cards are coming again to uh to arena Uh, this this batch is pretty cool i don't know if anyone plays historic or not uh i don't think that they do maybe they do who knows Uh, i was
1: literally gonna play it like a week or two ago until they realized there's no ranked queue for it on arena i thought there was
0: yeah, so this is part of their their whole like th- this is uh, the off season for historic, and when this when historic Anth- anthology two comes out, they turn on the ranked queue for like I don't know what it is a month or something or six weeks. Um, but now you you can play the the events, the constructed historic events, and they actually the events because they have an entry fee or whatever they count for all your daily wins or you know all, all those things that they should count for. They do. And it's only the uh, the ranked queue that doesn't count for your daily wins. I think uh, when they when they reimplement it, which I think they should just get rid of that because there's already few enough people playing historic as it is <laughs> that I think they can just throw that away.
1: Yeah, that's stupid. And I, but I will just never play this unless it's a ranked queue. Basically, that's just how I play arena.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: and it seems like a cool format now. Like they added some cool cards. I would like to play it
0: yeah so like these cards are pretty sweet actually so just to run down them quickly uh they included all the cycling lands so the ones that enter tapped or you can uh pay one of that color to cycle and other lands are bajuka bog which enters tapped and exiles uh, the opponent's graveyard and ghost quarter which destroys lands don't really see the necessity of ghost quarter when field of ruin is in the format already but fine whatever um and then, in terms of actual uh, castable cards, they, they added nixles Ram, Thalia, Guardian of Thraben, Ranger of Eos, Sigil of the Empty Throne, Marrow Regere, uh, Inexorable Tide, Brain Maggot, Rat, Waste Knot, Virulent Plague, Dragon Master Outcast, Goblin Ruin Blaster, Ancestral Mask, Terravore, Meddling Mage, Maelstrom Pulse, and... Knight of the Reliquary. Oh, I'm Angel. the It's
1: just like a really cool set of cards. Like, I think this is awesome and actually goes like a big way towards making the format like interesting and playable. Like, specifically, I think like Thalia, Pack Rat, um, Metaling Mage, and Knight of the Reliquary and Maelstrom Pulse are uh, are like really interesting cards from the spells. And Ghost Quarter with Knight of the Reliquary is like, and the Cycling Lands is like really cool. Uh, with the lands, like this, just seems awesome to me. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. I think Nick's Fleece Ram is probably a pretty big ad as well. It, like, that's good for control decks.
1: Have you heard of a Riptide Turtle?
0: <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Nick's Fleece Ram is a strictly better Riptide Turtle. Uh, it doesn't have flash, yeah, but Nick's Fleece, pl- strictly better, is it? Is a sheep.
1: That's a good point, yeah. Look at that turtle go, <laughs> turtle the turtle. That's what that's from. I was looking that's a song, right. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers from uh, one of their early albums, 80s oh, albums. Don't know which one. Freaky Dicky. That's not freaky. a not an album. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know freaky what it's called. But that's no, no, I think it was called Freaky Dicky. Funky styly. Yeah. Uh, freaky like Stylie. Like it's definitely not called Freaky Dicky. Anyway. <laughs> freaky funky. Uh, funky, funky European turtle. Funky peppery.
0: Uh, virulent plague probably an important card as well.
1: Also, blanked by Riptide Turtle.
0: (laughs) Sure. Uh, It deals with uh, Field of Ruin zombies. It's Field of Ruin. Does it?
1: Field of Ruin zombies, does it? You've lost all credibility, Wolf. (laughs) What? Even though I said the same thing earlier. It's Field of the Dead.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Field of the Dead. Yeah.
1: Although, I think we did correctly when I said it. Because I needed to take Wolf down a peg here.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm already down a lot of pegs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said that you were going to smack talk me, so. I did. Yeah successfully did. Knight
1: yeah. of the Reliquary is a mad card though. Have you guys played with that card? It's insane.
0: Yeah, but what does it oh, do yeah. in this format? There's no, no mad things in this format, is there?
1: Go get a, your Ghost Quarter. There we go. Ghost Quarter's printed with it. Put the Ghost Quarter in the bin. Knight gets bigger. You have a, like 5-5 five, five or 6-6 Knight on like 3rd 4. Yeah,
0: but there's no fetch lands in the format is what I'm saying. Fable Passage. Okay.
1: There is a failed Passage. The Evolving for for... Wilds.
0: You're not going to play Evolving Wilds. You might. You definitely won't.
1: You've got Ramonap Activator. That's pretty good. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Get Rock Monster. Wait, that's not in the format. Never mind.
2: They should have. Uh, that's the format, though. Yeah,
1: that'll be good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because Get Rock Monster is in the Brawl on Arena. It's, it really? is on Arena, right? Yeah, I remember someone was very surprised, and I was very surprised to see that you could play Get Rock Monster on Arena. Um, that, that, maybe
0: what? it was not It was probably hang on, from, hang their, on. it was from one of their Momir things, I think. I don't
2: know. It was something. It was good news I heard, and then I forgot all about it.
1: No, apparently it was in Brawl, yeah. Three days ago.
2: Here we go. What? So, did it use with crack?
1: They just added it as like an event Brawl commander, I guess, if you pay in the money to play Brawl.
0: Okay, so... you didn't
1: know that was a thing, what?
0: I have no clue. So wait. Does
1: that mean you can play it in Historic? I'm loading up Arena here to see what the crack is. love <laughs> <laughs> me some Rock monster. Just one second, preparing assets. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. Um... You can easily, yeah. So, yeah, I, I've I have a,
2: a deck list here by um, card game base, uh, which says uh, the Baddest Frog's the, the only one. Gyarog yeah, Monster has come to brawl with MTG the Arena. Uh, they have their take on the Black
1: Ring Commander. Yeah, so you have to craft it. Yeah, if you search Rog Monster in the crafting menu in the decks, it comes up a Gyarog Buster.
0: So hold on, can does it say that it's legal in Historic or something?
1: I selected Brawl as my format. Hang on a second. Yeah, it still lets you craft it when you search. Oh, this is not playable in Standard, it says. Should I craft one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, it, do it, feed the frog. All right,
1: all right. I'm crafting a Gitrog. Important note, this is not playable in Standard. It doesn't say Historic, all right, I'm crafting it. <laughs> They're trying to stop me, but I'm going to craft it.
0: Okay, now now build a Historic deck. with.
1: Okay, it's just going to be a Gitrog monster, 4D Swamps, and so forth. Uh, Yeah, I guess you can play the Gitrog monster in Historic. Okay. Woo! The the deck comes up as legal.
0: <laughs> Literally I'll
1: try and I'll join us. I can't play historic without joining the event, right? No.
0: No, you have to I'm, join.
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna join my fifty swamp get rog monster deck.
0: Okay. it's Fair.
1: But it doesn't come up as like you know the way it says like it's blanked out or whatever? It doesn't come up like that. I don't know.
0: Okay. It sounds to me like the Get Rogue Monster is legal and historic then.
1: Alright, I'm playing this. Right after <laughs> the podcast, you? I'm gonna stream this. You're gonna hear to hear
2: first. What do you use to say? your of monsters is a joke. And uh, (laughs) it turns out it really is. That's bizarre.
0: That was a real wish-fulfillment moment. Oh, well, you have two more wishes of your three wishes. I wish. Or I disappear. I wish that um, Thunderbreak Regent was legal and historic. I'm fairly
2: sure that is as well. No, it's definitely (laughs) (laughs) not. That that,
1: that is something like, I'll work on it. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I can't believe it's 2,000 gems or 10,000 gold to play Brawl. Oh, so if you get one win in the Brawlers Guild Hall, if you pay the 2,000 gems, then you get a Git monster as a reward. Ah, that's the only reward for playing Brawl for 10,000 gold. Well, 2, if, well, but it just let me craft one, I just crafted one. Here we go.
2: Kieran broke the system. You can, uh, if you get the Git right monster, I haven't play any Brawl.
0: Yeah, that, that was. The same remember the last time when they when they did the brawler's guild hall the first time, it was um if you did the same thing, you entered and you won a game, you would get Reese the Redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you could also just craft Reese the Redeemed if you wanted to. And it's and it's also added to historic. So it must be the same thing with the Git Rock Monster. I just missed the announcement because you know.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Alright, well thanks for using up one of my Mythic Wild cards, lads. Much appreciated.
0: Well it was that or ten thousand gems. True. Or just not do it at all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you have to join the Brawler's Guild Hall. I will never. Th- didn't they They release some data on the Brawler's Guild Hall? And they said that like it was something like over 70% of players who have engaged with Brawl in previous things uh, paid to join the Brawler's Guild Hall. So obviously, it was an extremely good decision by them. and they're
1: Absolute scumbags. Absolute <laughs> <skullbacks>. Sorry. But... <laughs> As
2: I was going to say,
1: they say that
2: 70% of people the brawl guildhall uh, no longer play magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, never see it again.
2: As you say that, in my head. And I'm, i was just laughing at myself. Well, that is all
1: right. It's, that's the most we've ever talked about brawl, and uh, let it remain that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Historic and the gear rock monster.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm absolutely disgusted by most of the topics that we've talked about today. So, uh...
2: <laughs> what? Oh, uh, would... we're going to end on him.
0: Uh, oh, okay uh, what, what happened i we we went to a winner a box the weekend let's talk about that for a few minutes before we finish uh,
2: yeah I talked about when you when your mic was working uh he won david wolf yeah the team over
0: it was absolutely it was the re- most ridiculous win i've ever had so basically what happened i drew round one round two i i i i the unintentional draw round one of course uh went to time my opponent was very slow i should have i should have told him to go faster a few times but uh, he was like a new player, not like new, new, like he knew what he was doing more or less. He just, um, he was, I think it was the first time he'd ever played in a tournament, something like that. So um, yeah, yeah we, he, he also drew in the final round. So definitely um, needed to get faster and wasn't, you know, being consistent with all his game actions and stuff. But, you know, that's that's normal when you're a new player to the tournament. So like I didn't want to make him feel bad or whatever by asking him to play faster. It was a fairly relaxed environment. Um, I feel like, you know, that's the type of thing that he's going to learn over time. So no need to, like, make him uncomfortable on his first day. But anyway, we went to time. And uh, it was actually a bit of a nail-biter of a game. I was very close to winning on turn five with uh, fling plus expansion. Um, Al did notify me after the game that I missed a few little things. So I had a great Henge in play and a Shadow Spear in play. So I played a... What did I play? I played a Beanstalk Giant that was very, very large. My opponent was on 30, because he had been gaining a lot of life. He was playing Black White Life Gain. And uh, what size was my was my Beanstalk Giant, Al? I think it was a 12-12. I think
2: it was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a 12-12. So I forgot to put the counter on it from Great Henge. I forgot to put the counter and Draw a Card, because everyone was watching me, so I was rushing. And... Um, I also forgot to equip the Shadow Spear on it, but I don't think I had another way anywhere to put an extra power into but I guess if I drew the card, and it, no, I, I had played my land for the turn, so I think I had six mana left over, so I don't think there was all that much that I could have done. I, think, I guess if I drew, I don't know. Sorry,
2: I think it was a uh, you had of inkeeper in your hand, and then uh, you could have played that and drawn a card off your. Beanstalk Giant. Those just actually draw something else. The attack sequence.
0: Well, like I just needed my Beanstalk Giant to be to be one more power. So basically, I, I didn't do any of that stuff anyway. So I just went, you know, okay, we're gonna draw. So I'm just gonna fling this Beanstalk Giant on expansion. Copy the fling. So I did 24 damage to him, uh, and he was on 30. But it could have been four more from what I had on board. So I could have had one counter from the Great Henge, and I could have had plus one plus one from the Shadow Spear. And if I had any way to give it one more power after that, then I punted and didn't, and I could have won the game on that turn. But I don't know of a way that I could have gotten one more power onto it, uh, because I did play my land for the turn, as I said, um, to get it up to 12 power. So I'm not sure if I could have won that game or not. Uh, Anyway, then round two, I played against Simic Flash. That was Dave. Uh, beat him i think that's just in general a good matchup for me there's not much i was playing team or adventure as we as we mentioned uh there's not a whole lot that dave can do if i get down an early innkeeper um and if i also have a clover then it's really bad for him because i can you know kill wolves and stuff like that if i ever get to wish for anything it's really good for me because i can get stuff like negate or uh ether gusts so those games just did not go Dave's way. Uh, round three, I played against Al. Al, you were playing Sultai Ramp. You absolutely steamrolled me. But because you had a loss at that point and I did not, you decided to concede to me. Uh, but our our games are good. But I think that that kind of a matchup is bad for team or Adventure. I think there, there's the other Bant deck as well. So that, that plays like Nyssa and Hydroid Crisis. And you also play Nyssa and Hydroid Crisis. But you have it backed up by... Discard, which I think is quite good against a team or adventures player because if they don't get to use their modal spells, they don't get to use their card advantage in that way. Uh, also, you can get rid of things like Clover from hand before it comes down. Uh, so I think that's a decent matchup if you're trying to beat uh, team or Clover. Uh, you should be probably looking at, at some kind of Sultai or or black red discard deck or black red sacrifice deck.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, this is uh, on. The Raven Gucci is playing uh, a lot of this list online. There yeah. some changes to it, but I think it's yeah. Although it's good against those decks, uh, it is absolutely terrible against mono red, which uh, I lost to quite quickly and quite handily by uh, Bevan So yeah, I'm trying to back to the drawing board to try and make my mono red matchup better.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's what I found playing tie as well last season. Is that it wasn't worth the points you lost against mono red to add the third color versus playing Simic Ramp, because uh, yeah, mono red just absolutely runs over you. The, good, the black cards do nothing against them, and you shock yourself so many more times.
0: Yeah, yeah. At, at Uro doesn't really make up for the. I mean, it, it kind of makes up for the the damage that you do to shock yourself, but you you already need to be ahead in the life in the life gain, not just barely making it even or even slightly behind in the life gain in order to have Uro be a good card against mono red So
1: yeah, and if you're playing Simic, you just still have Uro anyway. You're just taking less damage.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: um, you, could
1: play the, you could play the two one. You're trying to. Can we play the two one? I think that gains two life, builds two. It's a uh, death touch, not lifelink. But yeah, that dead card's touch. pretty good. I b I didn't play that in saltire I played that in Black Red, Black Red, Croxa kind of mid range deck, and it was pretty good there, I gotta say. But um I think it's just on the edge of being a standard playable. I don't know if it is if it's quite there, but I I, I never thought it was terrible. Yeah, it was sort of worth of exploring at least. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh and then in the last round I played against Mark on Team of Reclamation, which I thought was gonna be quite a bad matchup. But actually I didn't find it super stressful like or super difficult to win so like you basically need to you need to leverage your edge while innkeeper more than the uh than the clover because the clover can just be bounced by brazen borrower obviously innkeeper can also be bounced but that's at a mana disadvantage um and you also need to leverage your aggressive creatures so you really want to be trying to swing in with Love Struck Beast and Bone Crusher Giant. And if you can keep the pressure on in that way and hopefully like draw a bounce spell, like a brazen borrower for uh for Wilderness Reclamation, then you can win. It it is still like harder than against other matchups, because if they ever resolved Wilderness Reclamation, you're in a you're in a pretty bad spot. They're just gonna have so much mana they're gonna be able to to kill one of your threats while drawing cards with uh explosion and then that'll probably buy them enough time and resources to win the game. But uh if you can leverage your aggressive draw forget about clover really um then i think you're you have the possibility to win and i would board uh in such a way to maximize that so like you can board out uh i, I probably wouldn't say board out any clovers but you can board out some of wishes i think and you can probably board out some beanstalk giants because you just want to be fast um and then just bring in like ether gust uh and the gate probably uh and probably return to nature. I think I would leave... I feel like I would leave Mystic Repeal in the board, because you can probably sometimes cast Granted and then have a mana left over for Mystic Repeal, whereas I think I would just want... Or or maybe just, like, you know, board in one and leave the other one in the sideboard, just so you have the possibility to naturally draw Enchantment Removal, while also still having access to it in the sideboard. I feel like that's how I would... That's how I did approach it, and it seemed okay. Um, Yeah. And then, so basically, I was I was three zero one, and the final round featured my first round opponent, who I'd gone to time against, who was now on seven points. So he had won two matches since then, and uh, the other player he was playing against was on nine points. So he he had he had been three zero at that point, and they were basically if either one of them wins, then I'm guaranteed second. So what I have to hope for is for them to draw and then for my breakers to be better than the other person who will be on 10 points. And that is exactly what happened. And I won the box.
2: Got him. Oh, yeah. Absolute luck sack. Oh, well done. Well done. done. Okay. Okay, Well, good to win.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I did,
2: but I'll take
0: it. Uh, All right. And that is it for this week's episode. Uh, The lads did a wonderful inkedgaming.com ad there earlier but uh, I'll just repeat myself again or I'll I'll repeat their sentiment rather you can go to inkedgaming.com forward slash skullcrack if you want to make an order of a custom playmat or other gaming accessories such as sleeves, dice things like that and you get a 10% off your order if you follow that link in the show notes or go to that URL that's all you need to do, you don't need to put in any code just follow the link or type it in and uh, yeah 10% off your whole order from inkedgaming.com Alright, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
2: As as alluded to earlier on in the podcast, I have been on uh, the website, edhrec.com. This is a big EDH website. I don't know know much about it, uh, but lots of information on this, um, including the information which I will be quizzing, the lion and the wolf bat. It's the lion versus the wolf. I'm Uh, just uh, wondering,
1: are you sure you weren't on uh, edhrec.com, which you got at the weekend? Oh, no. Oh, you
2: got me there. I, I certainly was wrecked. Um, you did wreck me.
1: Uh, I trying to think of any highlights
2: in our match. Uh, but um, I took some extra I took, I took some extra turns, but they were not enough. Uh, to beat beat beat. What's cast? To beat cast the teenage teenage witch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, yeah. Even though I lost, because I am I'm a gentleman and a fair player and a good sportsman, uh, I did not display salt. But Kieran had played any of these cards, I would have displayed what salt. That is right. We are. I, I'm going to do a deep dive into uh, the top 100 saltiest cards according to EDH rec. Uh, Ooh, I like assist, I have not. Uh, so I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm moving around, I'm trying to find a pen, but I don't have them. But I, I use my imagination instead. said, "So this is a um." Sorry, <laughs> this is one line of explanation which says a card salt score is based on half a million votes on a scale of zero to EDH players in April 2019. Um so the line versus both we will I will ask questions about these cards. Um before we start a bonus question does anybody want to guess what the number one number one saltiest card is in commander um
1: as voted by commander players. I will guess okay so can we can we have hints? Can we ask questions to to I narrow it guess. down 20 custom style? Uh, yeah, maybe.
2: Actually, maybe this is going to be more fun than a quiz. A quiz I'll just make up on this one. Oh, yeah, I'll say in line line versus wolf, you can do 20 questions as to uh, see if you can name. I'll say, right, yes, but we'll do first, see if you can narrow down to the sound. This is completely on the fly. we 10 to 20 questions, we'll do six questions, three each, uh, and, and see if you can both see if the lion and the wolf can work together to uh, answer these. What is this card
1: question? I still want to win. Can I still win?
2: Um yeah, he can win if uh, I I can see it.
1: There you go, Right yeah, <laughs>
2: now. Alright, so uh yes, this is a note so we've got a three questions each to guess what the uh
1: sal- what the saltiest card of all time is what it nineteen. Here's where I'm starting It's obviously not a creature. I'm gonna say is it a land destruction spell? it is not a land destruction spell. Uh
0: wolf. Um Is it uh, Sol T ring
2: is a Sol ring? No, yeah, Um, I don't believe Sol ring is even on this list. Yeah, they all love it. Yeah, that's... true. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a problematic card. Um, if it's not Sol ring, I think. Oh, I remember this is such a so beautiful. I, I think I mentioned this before. Uh, some of the a little, nice, the whole lot of things line up perfectly when uh, someone described the power, the power nine as being like the, the nine rings in Nordic rings, of like nine rings given to the realm of man, blah blah. And then uh, Solring is one ring to rule them all because you can argue that Solring is more powerful than a Paranine because it's a higher pick in uh, the holiday cube. Very true. So, um, it is not a creature and it's not Solring. No, sorry, it's not land not destruction. A land spell. destruction, what? not Solring. Yeah, not land
1: yeah it, was creature
2: anyway. creature. it was never
1: a creature anyway. It was never creature. Yeah, yeah. Creature does figure right. I'm gonna it's ask: is, is it a blue spell? Uh, it is a blue
2: spell. Yes,
0: that is correct. Uh, on the wolf. Wait. So, do I guess or do I ask a question? What?
2: So yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, yeah, either. either. Yeah, you have six questions in total. They can either be... But they all have to be yes or no questions. You can ask something about it, or you can ask, uh, is it this card? <laughs> Sorry, I'm dropping this pen over
0: Is it, um, it standstill?
2: Uh, it is not standstill. Not standstill. Does it cost two and a blue? It does not cost two and a blue.
1: Fuck, okay.
2: I so see you have one question left. All right. Shit. And then, and then you have to guess what the card is. The
1: questions were terrible.
0: <laughs> so I, I have one question, and then
2: Kieran has to guess.
1: I think we both get a guess, do we? If we're yeah, out? Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah.
2: Once, uh, I suppose. Yeah, so Wolf has one question to ask, and then he's gonna both guess. Okay.
0: Is it an instant?
2: It is not an instant.
1: No. I get a guess. Is it? Is it blatant thievery? Uh It is not blatant thievery. Doubt.
0: It, so do I? Get, I get a guess now.
1: Yeah. Guess of the card.
0: Mm, is it stasis? It's Saces, well done.
1: Whoa, that's insane. That's very
2: good, that's very good. Clap, clap, clap. Congratulations. Um, that is that is, uh, that is Saces. Uh, Saces is the number one, Salt card. Uh, Armageddon is number two, which is, yeah, of course, a, a land destruction spell. Um,
1: is, is Wolf a secret EDH player?
2: I believe so. Well, he doesn't well <laughs> When he's playing against you, he certainly didn't seem like an EDH player. Am I right? You weren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> As a second, this is the... And he's using some uh, secondhand, uh, second, some secondhand landfall. Classic banter able. among the lads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, Kieran uh, was very confident that um, this was not a creature. A creature was not This um, is uh, the number one softiest card of all time. Um, so there are in the top five. There are two creature cards that are both banned. This is uh, evolved and Iona are our creature cards in the top five softiest cards of all time. But here at number seven is a creature card, which is currently legal in... San- in it's currently legal non-standard. Currently legal in Commander. Uh, we can go through the same thing again to try and guess what this card is, if you would like. So this is going to be uh, a often off with, uh Kieron for questions about the highest, saltiest, the saltiest
1: creature card, uh, legal in Commander. Okay, interesting. Is it, is it a legendary creature? Uh, it is, yes. Legendary creature. Alright, Wolf.
2: Um, is it a blue creature? Yeah, it is not blue. It's not,
1: blue. it's not blue. Give me a. Blue?
2: No, it's not blue. It's not, it's Sorry. not blue. Okay. Sorry. Um, question is it. Is it blue? It's not blue. Is it a white creature? It is not a white creature. Oh crap! Comfortable.
0: How, how many questions? Have, we've had three questions. Each, or no, three questions all now. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So you you um you have you have two questions. on has one question. Um.
0: Does it does it make mana? Does it
2: make mana? It does yes yes it does yeah it makes mana it's a uh, yeah it makes mana makes mana. What is this thing?
0: I'm thinking well, can I can I say what I'm thinking? Yeah, you know. if you have a guess.
1: Oh, yeah, can wait, wait, wait. you? No, I don't think so. I
2: don't <laughs> think I no, no. okay, okay. Can you? Uh, you do. no no. Kieran has a question first. And your next you can, if, you have, if you know what it is, you can say it for your next question, but uh, Kieran has a question first. No, but we
1: can't just like talk back and forth about what we think. Oh
2: yeah. Right? Yeah you can you can. Yeah. I mean it's it's there's not very, not very high stakes in this. You can do which one. Okay. <laughs> very leading to good answer.
0: What is the what's the MTR for uh... For uh, lion versus wolf uh, tournaments, um, I yeah, I think it's like some kind of like like a like a primeval, like not primeval titan, but like something like that. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Nick's Bloom, ancient or something like that. That's too new. Yeah, that's too new. But something like that, or what's the or like
1: Azusa or
0: something like that? Maybe.
1: What's the like Lad of Cruphix No, that's banned as well. yeah That's banned. Yeah, of <laughs> Lad of Cruphix <laughs> Lad of Crufix. Um Okay, what is it? Is it is it multicolored? It's not multicolored. It's it's monocolored.
0: Okay, is it, um, so, is it like a large creature? Like, is it bigger than like a five, 5-5? Five?
2: Uh, it is bigger, yes. It is bigger than a 5-5. Five, five.
0: Can I change that to bigger than a 6-6? Six, six? Uh,
1: no.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's bigger than a 6-6. Okay. Bigger
1: than a 6-6? Six, six.
2: It's bigger than a 6-6. Six, six.
1: It makes yeah. mana?
2: Yeah. You're on. Yeah, I've got one more question before you've got to give me your answers. Was it printed in the last two years? Uh, I believe it not. No, no. I mean, originally printed, no.
0: Okay, so I, I, I get to guess now.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it um, the Green Praetor?
1: <laughs> it is. It is the Green Praetor. What the Jesus fuck? Christ, Literally, how did you get that?
2: <laughs> that is amazing. I, I, Actually, I could feel like when you pause, I was like, he's going to get it. I know he doesn't know the name. <laughs> but uh, everything you said is leading towards, <laughs> towards uh, Boring next Voice of Hunger. Go. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I mean. I'm a heater, am a Uh do you want to do one of does? it like it gives
0: you double mana and it like restricts your opponent's mana or something, like they don't get to untap their lands or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's absurd. It's yeah, six six green green for uh seven six with trample. Yeah, whenever you tap land for mana, add one banner, mana of that of your <laughs> add one mana to your mana pool of that, any type that land produced. And uh is, yeah, whenever an opponent taps a land for mana. That
1: land doesn't attack. It's controller's next on to top set. That's hilarious because it literally kills them in three hits with commander damage, and if <laughs> they kill it, their land's do <laughs> on top. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. <laughs> uh, it's still legal, so uh, you can you can cast all the texts as you want. I might build that deck to be honest. Sounds pretty- yeah yeah. Apparently, it's twenty dollars.
0: You can put you can put an exploration in there. Oh. yeah, it's filled up
2: full of stuff like that. Yeah, um, top your land for mana. Um. I feel like three of those is a normal number to do, but I uh, don't think I will do um, it. Right. TGS, yes, it should feel like that. Yes, TGS.
0: Oh, so we're finished.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, you want to go. Yeah,
1: go I, fl- I, I got flattened 2-0. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's best out of three. Best oh. out of three.
0: I was I was cheating the whole time. I was looking you at
2: the...
1: you. Were, were you? Yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> <fucker>. you bastard. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so mind Oh, oh I, I was so impressed. Jesus Christ. doesn't even say oh the real god. card name. He says the green Praetor as if he <laughs> did it up. Oh my god. And the fact that someone said, Jesus Christ, did you, did
2: you say Sansa, Wolf, uh, before you said Stasis? Yeah. Or on
0: No.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Son of a bitch.
0: I really, Jesus Christ. Because oh. the reason that I did that is because Al drew those 15 cards when we were playing Commander.
1: Oh, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, true. Uh, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Also, Commander's not a real format. That's the end of the podcast. Goodbye.
1: Bye.